And hello good people of the internet, it is I, Tommy Kelly, and this is Adventures in Woo Woo. And in this episode, we're going to do some more 40 Servants, one card divinations. So welcome to another divination video and uh, just before we get into that I just want to say uh, an apology for no other podcast this week other than this video and that's just because Spud was sick and there's not much you can do about it and uh, we could put an awful lot of pressure on ourselves to get these out and all that but you know the whole idea of this is it should be fun and it shouldn't become ever you know like a chore to do because then you know it's not fun. So we just said we'd uh, let him recuperate this week and we'd get back into it next week. Also, I've just been listening to a Grant Morrison podcast um, on someone who isn't me, Swim Podcast, and uh, I'm all psyched and happy and excited uh, and raring to go about magic. Um, Grant Morrison excites me about magic more than anyone on this planet, and I think it's probably the kind of crossover between art and magic that he has in his outlook, um, and I find it really... Uh, so it's putting me in great form, in great mood, so I'm raring to go. Um, that's about it, that's about all the updates, we'll get straight into the divination kind of stuff now. Um, so I just want to make sure that I'm in a proper frame of mind for this, so let's see what card I get. So I get the opposer, but it's upside down. We don't do um, upside down cards. So the opposer would suggest that I'm not quite in the mode just yet, so uh, I'm going to take five minutes and get into it. So yeah, I would suggest to uh, everyone who's doing readings, uh, for other people and yourself, any readings in general, that you first pick a card for yourself before you do the reading to see just kind of um, if the, you know, the roads are clear for you to go ahead and do these things or just kind of see what the weather is like, the emotional, mental uh, weather is like for you and whether it's appropriate for you to do these readings. It's also a kind of psychological thing, it allows you just to kind of have a moment where you just rather than rushing into something, you know, or doing it, because I've been setting up videos, video cameras, lights, and all that kind of thing, and you can kind of just rush straight into it. So it can kind of put a pause on that, just for a second, just relax, don't go straight into it, chill. Um, so we'll see what I got now. The Lovers. Lovers to me sounds like a, a good positive card and uh, worth pursuing. All right, so all systems go. So we'll start. Craig. Um, sometimes I hear people pronouncing that Craig, which I find very weird. So if your name is Craig, stop pronouncing your name wrong. <laughs> I have a friend called Craig who uh, pronounced it Craig, which is very weird. Um, Craig. Memorization has always been hard for me, but extremely hard since I was 16. I turned 36 this year. What keeps my memory from remembering? I mean, from calling what I study. Um, I assume you've had all these kind of, not, not checked out like or whatever, but I'm sure you've looked into it so you know all the kind of different mnemonic type devices and stuff that you can kind of use. I have a very visual memory, so I associate things with different um, visualizations and stuff. Unbeknownst to myself sometimes, I remember one in particular when I was playing guitar, there was a particular piece that I wanted to learn and it was like, so I was grouping it into different kind of patterns or different kind of sections is the word and one of them in my head I had just um, had this vision of like a sheep in a, in a field and I was kind of wasn't aware I was doing it and it was just like I had broken it up but I was just I became conscious of that's what I was doing so I kind of have some sort of thing where I link memory and stuff to um, images of that, that you know don't have to be kind of anywhere related 
And I also find the whole, you know, um, simplifying everything and coming up with, um, is it acronyms where you, you know, you like, you have a word that is the first letter of things you remember. But you didn't ask me, you asked for the servant. So let's see what they have to say. What keeps my memory from remembering? The Explorer. So, the Explorer is all about going into new places and widening your horizons in a kind of a knowledge type of way. Uh, you know, going into new areas, where, uh, kind of different from what the adventurer is, which is more about breaking through your boundaries in a, in a kind of um, classical kind of, you know, getting out of, you know, do, going on an adventure, getting out of um, your comfort zones, that kind of thing, where it explores more going into new areas and doing new things. So, what I suppose it's suggesting there is the reason why it's hard to remember all these things is because you're entering new territory. You're going into new places and you're experiencing things in a different way that isn't normal for you. And so your brain probably takes a bit longer to kind of process and remember it. So that would suggest to me that what you need to do is to make it feel like the things you're trying to remember isn't alien to you, isn't external to you, isn't new, isn't undiscovered country. Make it your own. Make it, you know, you know count yourself in and have it become part of you. And um, in that way, it doesn't feel like it's, in a sense, someone else's or not belonging to you or external to you. You have to kind of um, pull it to yourself and make it part of you. Um, when so going into a new thing to study, um, rather than seeing it as a field that's out there that has to be, you know, that's for, in a sense, that you're an interloper into someone else's territory. Claim it as your own territory and, if, and I would say that you'll have a better time. Um, so yeah, it's to do with thinking that the knowledge you are going to, that you're trying to work out or you're trying to rem remember is external to you and other people's or other people's territory kind of thing. I drank tea. I drank coffee. I have one now. <laughs> um, give me some advice I need to heed. Well, we could all do it some of that, couldn't we? So what are you not heeding? What do you need to hear? What does I drink tea need to need to know? The seer. You don't rely on your intuition enough that you have feelings around things that you just don't trust yourself on because you feel foolish in doing so. And that you have this kind of sense of truth, but truth that you immediately kind of um, battle against or kind of talk yourself out of or make yourself... Um, feel in the sense of that it's while it feels true to you in some level you don't think it's true for other people and therefore can't be true for you and that's kind of a very insidious little thought that um, you can kind of you have to become aware of your own truth in, in, in that kind of very cliche sense and trust yourself it's that thing I go on about with Anton LaVey and it is a thing that if you achieve something by magic then call it what it is call it magic otherwise it'll be taken away from you which for me means that it doesn't mean that if you magic up a new book, that the book is physically going to be taken away from you, but the magic will be removed from it. So the same thing with your intuition, you're seeing your kind of inner beliefs in the sense of intuition and stuff like that, like your gut feel on things, that you kind of can dismiss them um, and therefore it takes it away, it takes the magic out of it. So you need to re-enchant your kind of, um, your own success for for want of a better word and be okay with calling it a sixth sense and be okay with the woo-woo of it that's how it feels to me 
IDCT321. Um, is there a way to pronounce that? If so, please let me know. Okay. Uh, okay. I'm moving to a new place. How do I honour the local spirits uh, uh, while I'm there? In other words, harmonise with the surrounding good, benign spirit phase for a peaceful, productive and safe home. Um, okay. So how to harmonise with the spirit Loki? Well, there's plenty of information on that. Like, there's the, the whole kind of section of magic that you can get in touch with. Um, we'll go to the card first, and if it's... Um, I have some ideas about it. Okay, let's see what we have. The Levitator. The Levitator would kind of suggest to not force it, to rise above it, in the sense of to be above it. Don't, you know, it's not something that you go in and overly concern yourself and kind of bully your way into or push your way into or be um, forceful in it. It's to be quite uh, a, like above it, or, uh, but not in the kind of aloofness kind of sense. It's to allow it to be what it is and kind of interact with how it wants to be without kind of interrupting or kind of demanding or forcing your kind of presence on it. Hello, I'm here. Everyone work with me. I'm here now. This is it. It's like kind of go in with your mind of they're already doing their thing. They already have a whole kind of system and, you know, an, uh, an ecology. They have all of this kind of thing. It's been working out for countless number of years, millennia. And uh, so you coming in and trying to be kind of forceful or introducing yourself, it's like coming into a kind of a, you know, that thing when you're, uh, that kind of cliche thing or the uh, stereotypical thing of walking into like a pub uh, where you're a stranger, you're a tourist and everyone turns around and looks at you and stuff like that. So don't do that, you know, just kind of come in gently. Don't make your presence known. Um, do your stuff within this kind of scenario do your thing that you would do without trying to interrupt what's already going on and then um, slowly you know become part of the, the ecosystem of the, of the kind of thing and let it happen kind of naturally and organically rather than you know well I must leave um, you know have city certain prayers or I must leave these certain um, you know kind of offerings or stuff like that but I still think you could probably do that but in a, in a kind of a more gentle kind of way rather than any sort of forceful way the offering things is always good because think of it if you were if you if a new neighbour um, moved beside you you would you know in some way offer them something you, you'd buy them something new or you'd bring them some bread or whatever it is people do but you could get, get what I'm saying um, so you could do that in an initial thing but any kind of forceful of you don't you kind of have to not force them to be your friends or work with you, I think. Robbie La Liberté, um, the great Robbie. How are you, Robbie? What servant is best able to help with my current situation? Well, this is going to be a fairly uh, straight uh, and uh, quick kind of answer. The fortunate. I mean, I could, that could come up for any kind of thing, but in... Um, Right, so it's gratitude. That's what it is. It's 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 to be aware of your fortune, be aware of the good things that are happening, and that's that's the call here. Rather than to look for more fortunate events, it's a kind of focus on how good things are, even if you're in the middle of it not being good things. Like, but that, that it's like it's that's, and it's not a call to go. It could be much worse because that's a horrible way of looking at the world. Um, you know, just be happy where you are because it could be much worse in that kind of sense we're, we're told never to compare ourselves to other people which is a lie because we are constantly told to compare ourselves to other people but it's the people who are doing worse than us 
But the actual thing is, don't compare yourself to people who are doing better than you. So it's this kind of thing of always thinking, oh, the worry could be much worse. So be happy where you are. And this is definitely not saying that. It's saying that there is good stuff coming into it and you have to grab onto that and see that and let that kind of grow and nurture that so that it becomes more sort of fortunate and gratitude, but not in the sense, the emphasize of that, oh, well, it could be worse. Not that which people have about gratitude is that it just be happy where you are. It's gratitude so that what you focus on grows. So I hope that works out for you. I'm sure it will. Traveller today, which entity should I try to work with next? Um, okay. The hesitation there is because I'm trying to go, how would how would the cards answer that? So it'll be interesting to see myself what comes out here. The contemplator. So that would suggest that the thing to kind of work with next is inner stuff, and to um, well, there's a, there's a second thing to this. I'll come to that. To kind of the, the inner world, the inner kind of um, machinations that pronounce right, that kind of inner workings of your mind, and to go to the inner kind of entities, things that are inside yourself. So that could be like shadow stuff. That could be different aspects of yourself. That could be inner child stuff. It could be, um, it doesn't all have to be bad, like, you know, like shadow stuff in a child is usually around kind of trauma, I suppose, things like, um, but, you know, nurture your generous side or, you know, find the different aspects or different archetypes. Not all archetypes are bad, we just kind of have this kind of thing because we feel that when we work with archetypes that it's usually because we're in some sort of dilemma or there's something, you know, running amok in our lives. Um, so inner work and kind of have a look at what kind of entities or parts of you you could get more in contact with your artistic side, like that that kind of thing. That work with something like that, an element of you, an ent a part or an entity or a thought or an idea or a servitor, all that, what, all that kind of haziness um, that you have neglected and ha kind of have a look uh, around that. Now, the contemplator would also suggest that you should sit and think about this for a while. And um, sorry, to not sit and think about this for a while is to let that thought slip from your mind and see what arises naturally. It's that whole thing of switching off the left brain, which is our logical brain, and trying to engage the right brain, which is a more feeling kind of notes. Uh, feeling brain. Terrible English. I was going to say English is a terrible language for this. I just mightn't have the vocabulary for it. English is a perfectly good language. Um, so it's like, uh, it's that thing of that when you stop thinking about something that, uh, or you uh, in some way distract your brain, your logical, your, you know, the thinking brain that um, it allows this other part of you. So that's what the contemplator is kind of a call to, is to kind of, in a sense, the more you think about this kind of thing, the less likely you're going to come up with the answer. So to kind of put it aside and see what happens, see what comes to you, see what comes to you in dreams or, in, you know, or in just daydreams or general thoughts and stuff like that. So that's two kind of things, looks that you could have at the contemplator. So, hope that helps. Darcy Bittencourt. Um, things are not going well at work. Very sorry to hear that. Um, I hope your best days are ahead and I hope things uh, work out for you. What are things going to be like in the near future? Now, with predictive type stuff like this, I want to say, if it comes out and it's a terrible car, don't take it um, as gospel, ever. And the simple fact of doing a reading um, is going to change the future because you're going to act on those type of things. And also, um, I'm not completely and utterly um, convinced 
convinced is the right word, of the uh, efficacy, efficacy of fortune telling when it comes to divination. I see it as divination, it's an insight, it's um, a way, another perspective, a way of looking at things. It's not predictive in the sense of, um, divination can tell you stuff and it can give you insight and give you kind of a different view on things. I don't think it can tell you who can win uh, the horse race at three o'clock today. Maybe some people can do that. Um, I, that's not my approach to divination. So that's just a preamble and think if this comes out bad, <laughs> that things are gonna get much worse. It could be just reflective of your thought or a way of seeing things or whatever. It comes out good, equally true. It doesn't, you know, it's just a different perspective. Advice from a friend, think of it that way. Because the reason why I say that is you can have this kind of tendency to a self-fulfilling prophecy that if you get a card that says, oh, it's going to be terrible, then you'll start looking for terrible things and it will make the experience terrible. terrible. Now, I'll just take your card and shut up. <laughs> okay, so here we go, the protester. So there's going to be some sort of sense of an injustice that you need to battle against, that you feel your voice will need to be heard in. So... If things are not going well at work and what it's going to be like in the near future, what the near future is telling you is you're going to have to stand up for yourself. You're going to have to speak your truth. You're going to have to, um, for any change to happen, you are going to have to make it a priority that you are instigating and standing up for yourself, saying what you need, what needs to be done, because it probably won't change without you doing that. That's the thing that you need to do is to... Take into account all the things that are happening, all of the kind of different perceived injustices, injustices or whatever's going on at work and fight them, you know, speak them out, talk to them rather than just kind of hoping to go away. So there's this element of protesting against what's going on and that is what the near future is likely. And I mean, that's logically like the thing I could give you that advice without um, cards. Speak your truth stand up and say this is unacceptable to the things that are unacceptable and try and get them changed and good luck and i hope it does work out for you um i hope it's just a temporary situation electro wizard what do i need to focus on to make my art pop okay self-limitation sorry for the audio people that was the devil and um, what's not making your art pop is you don't have confidence or you have some sort of idea that you can't make your art pop, that there's some sort of thing missing from you that you need to have or need to get that other people have, but you don't have it. Um, so it's a self-defeating kind of attitude you have. You need to have more confidence in yourself. You need to declare yourself in. You need to stand up and go, I am an artist or I'm a great artist. Whatever is the limiting thought that's there, my art is great, whatever way it is. Um, Ashley, why do I think my stuff isn't popping as it is? By the way, I hate that expression. I assume you used it kind of tongue-in-cheekly anyway. But um, yeah, declare yourself in. Just have a bit more confidence around it. Look at bits of your life or your mind or things that have been said to you that you've kept on board with that um, is holding you back, limiting. But it's self-limiting. The outside world isn't limiting. Things outside you are not stopping your art from popping. You my good man, or stop stopping your art from popping. We all have to learn that as artists. That's not, you know, let's not kid ourselves. We all have these, these thoughts. Declare yourself in, man. Declare yourself in. Joey Jojo. How do I get businesses to call back about hiring me? 
You need a new idea, because the card of commit is the idea. Some sort of seed, some new approach, some uh, uh, radical kind of new thing. So that would be like from a, a very practical point of view is um, you need to work on your CV or resume, whatever it's called um, in your part of the world. Um, or And your approach maybe, uh, uh, been, I've been to like two job interviews in my life, so I don't really know how to work. Um, so if you've if you've went, uh, you know, maybe have a look at how you were dressed or how you present yourself. Or but it's just this kind of idea of what you were doing is not getting you what you want. So you need to change what you were doing. And you might be going, oh well, everyone else does that. Well, that's fine, but that might be working for you. So you know, um, if you have a really serious kind of CV, um, inject some humour into it, or a bit of if it's you know very boring and kind of I don't know. Is it suitable for the type of jobs you're kind of looking for? If it's like, say, it's a creative thing, then, you know, I put some creativity in it. I remember hearing years ago when people used to send, like, demo tapes to record companies that, you know, the, the, there'd be a million brown envelopes. And so any any kind of thing that was slightly different would um, give, the, give the person a reason to open that particular envelope. Of course, I don't know how true that is, but there seems to be something in that. Um, you know, to, to make yourself stand out, to make kind of things, and uh, just kind of, there's loads of advice that you could give, but the, the, the core thing is that your approach needs, you need a new approach to it. Your starting point, the seed, is the thing that needs to change, and by changing that, you will change all the, you know, all the things that follow. And good luck, I have faith in you, and I think it will work out well for you. Sephirian, see? I can pronounce your name right now by pronouncing it wrong. <laughs> um, what should I be focusing on? Okay. The seal. What you should be focusing on is that thing that you already know what you should be focusing on. Uh, you should be trusting your gut on something. There's something that you know instinctively, inherently, without question, that you're not trusting um, for whatever reason. And kind of similar to when the seer come up earlier on, it's this kind of talking yourself out of something, not thinking in a sense that something's too good to be true or that'll never work out or that's just, it's like a fairy tale or that's just something that isn't, that it's the sense again of that other people don't think it's doable, so therefore I can't think it's doable. But remember, you're a magician, man. You're a wizard. You can do things that other people can't do. So don't let other people's, in a sense, it's not even letting other people's limiting ideas affect you. It's your thoughts of what other people's limiting ideas are. It's is affecting. And so do the thing. You know what it is. You already know what it is. Or you have some sense of it. Or you have some kind of something you've dismissed as an that your intuition is telling you that uh that you should do that's what you should be focused on you already know dude you already know braxis what now braxis you always have the the most interesting questions what now what now indeed cosmologically globally politically i assume you mean personally so let's do this oh there's the card Study, man, because you got the librarian. You need to. Um, there's an acquisition of knowledge. There's a, a kind of a something, um, not a practical use of knowledge in the way the guru would be, or it's actual study, like in the thing of you need to have more information about something. 
um, like book learning, uh, that kind of stuff. It's not it's not learning in the sense of you know what the librarian is. You, you're well versed in all in this stuff. So yeah, it's that kind of <coughs> excuse me, uh, actual book learning, studying, rather than practical uses or practical things. So yeah, that can be fun. It can be a bit dry. So. Um, don't become an armchair uh, occultist out of it either. Obviously, you know, balance and all these things. But, uh, yeah, study. Robot, 5,000. How can I get back into balance with myself as an artist? Yeah, I know that one. I've been there. Um, I'm coming more to my, back to myself as an artist now. So I know your challenge. I know the challenge. The eye. The eye suggests that um, things are the way they should be. That this is how it's meant to be. So it's like, how do I get back in balance? It's If you force it, you're going to miss with the experience of it. Whatever is going on, whatever the way it is, so it is how it's meant to be. So it's not, you're not out of balance. This is balance. This, uh, it's... Um, Sometimes we have to go through things to get to where we are, and if you rush the thing that you're meant to get through, you don't get the lesson, then you, you know you end up having to go through it again. Um, so whatever is going on now is the thing you need to get to where you want, where you, which are. It's the fuel that's going to feed this fire. If um, if if it's if it you know it's easy to see when there's something traumatic happening that you can go oh I can turn this into a song or I can turn this into a book or I can turn this into a painting painting whatever it is because you know it's traumatic and nothing probably less so when it's just kind of things feel stagnating or whatever uh, and there's nothing to react against as much as 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 some sort of trauma or even if you're happy I suppose and you know things are kind of okay or whatever but there's something in whatever's going on and obviously I don't know what's going on to that is the thing that's supplying you what you need and don't force just allow it um there's a line from the, the blur song the universal says when the days seem to fall to you something along those lines just let them go so just let it go just relax let things go everything is fine you're 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 on the right track things it's the eye of god it's the providence it's you know this is what is meant to be happening so all good and good luck with that. And I hope you uh, create fantastic art. Clintism. What am I not paying attention to, I assume, or blind to, that I need to know about now? The fancy way of saying, what am I avoiding? <sighs> the carnal. Um... Could be that you're avoiding dietary needs, physical exercise, looking after yourself. It could be that you need to change your thoughts about all of those things or about how you feel about yourself. The carnal is definitely a physicality. It's about how you feel about yourself physically, how you move and have your being within this physical body and all those things. It could be a sex element to it as well. You're not looking after yourself in a kind of a sexual health way. Well, you're not getting enough sex. Maybe you need to get laid. These type of things. But it's something to do with the carnal. I'm going to take another card because there, there seems to be something else going on. And the explorer. So, hold on. If it is an exploration of sexuality, that's, you know, that's something you will know. It'll be something that you will very easily feel that's what it has to be. But it, it could be more you need to explore things around 
your um, physicality, uh, your self-expression in a physical way uh, around how you feel about yourself, how you approach yourself, how you talk to yourself about your physicality, but how you feel about yourself, about how, you know, do you feel good looking, do you feel ugly, do you feel um, unfit, do you feel kind of, all of these things around the kind of your self-expression, your self-worth in a physical sense. So that's what you're, it seems to be suggesting that you're not paying enough attention to um, things around physicality, sexual, exploration in those type of areas um, that you're probably not. So if your question is what are you blind to, there's something in the physicality of you, either your approach, either the, the sexuality or whatever that you're not paying attention to, that needs to be paid attention to. And it could be something big, it could be something small. You will know when you start paying attention to it. So that's it, that we've got through them all. That's um, nearly half an hour. So hopefully that is interesting to you. Again, I will uh, repraise my, my constant song at the end of these where I say, do not take any of this as gospel. It is a divination, it's an oracle. It's like, take it as advice from a friend. Um, it's not infallible. It's not, um, you know, it's not the one true word of God. It's not any of these things. <clears throat> and it's not something that you should put all of your faith in. It's if you are, had a cup of coffee with someone and you, do, you ask the same question and they give you advice back, you wouldn't think it as being, you know, the word of God or that that's the only way it's going to be. But you would take on board what's been said. You would see things from a different perspective. You get a different view on things. And uh, that's that's the way I approach divination. I think it's the healthiest way to, to approach it in all of those things. So hopefully it, it did lend some new perspective to your different questions. And good people of the internet, until our next adventure, be well.